riding a dead horse, the best strategy is to dismount. In stark contrast, Silicon Valley wisdom says that the number one trait of entrepreneurs is gritty determination and commitment. How does one know when to persevere and how does one know when to call it quits? Let's listen to stories from people from all walks of life, from all around the world, as they talk about overcoming obstacles against all odds. We're finally calling it quits despite tremendous effort. Along the way, we'll get to know some really cool people and perhaps maybe we can benefit from some of their experience. So just, just referring to the question concerning struggling even though it's against all the odds. I mean, I can talk quite personally about, about my struggle to become, well, not struggle, but my reala realization of and, and becoming a designer. And it kind of stems from going to a, an all-boys public school in England. Well, it wasn't a public school, a grammar school. And having education, maths, English, science stuffed down my throat from a very early age. Not being given the space to be creative. Not that I knew that I wanted to be creative at that point. But that, that was my education in England growing up. Uh, my father is a doctor. He didn't know what he wanted to do when he was 16. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And he said, go with science. Science is unlocks so many doors. And he was right. It does. But I realized quickly through studying A-level biology, chemistry, and physics that my brain is not a chemist or a physics brain. Um, it is a little bit, but not to, you know, um, not in an, any, an artistic way. So um, I didn't do very well in my A-levels. I got two Ds and an E and was forced to take a gap year. Um, I didn't get into the grades I needed to get into dental school, which is what I wanted to do. And I took that gap year. And even though my parents weren't altogether too impressed with me going off and going snowboarding for six months and coming back and deciding that I wanted to design snowboards for a living, uh, they still supported me and I went with it. And it, it, was, it was kind of a, uh, a struggle at uni, kind of knowing that they were maybe questioning what course I was doing and whether it was vocational or not. Um, and me then kind of persevering and studying really hard, uh, embracing design, embracing all aspects of design and all aspects of the social challenges to do with it and um, really proving to them and to myself that design was a, a, the route that I, that I would wanted to take in life and being true to myself and taking that, that route and persevering. And the perseverance really came um, through the realization that hard work does pay off and yeah I worked really hard in my final year at university and managed to get best product in the year award and that was 
kind of a moment of realisation that I'd really accomplished something with what I'd done and, and that struggle really had paid off. age of six I, I wanted to leave um, Mississippi behind and it wasn't until the age of 12 that I realized there was somewhere else to go besides Mississippi and that was San Francisco after a vacation with, with the family. So between the, the ages of 12 and 15 I had to really plan uh, how to, to get out of Mississippi and then uh, make it out to San Francisco on my own because mom and dad were very much stuck in Mississippi because they had their own business there. Um, they were not going to be the type of parents who let their kid go out on their own and explore. They were very protective. I had a really terrible GPA. So. Wait, so let me get this right. You're 12 years old, trying to, you're thinking you're going to go to San Francisco by yourself? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I was pretty much, because I was really uh, not happy out there, for at least for my own, my own, my own personal experiences and growing up out there. So, Basically, here I was. I had a really, really bad GPA because that was my way of actually rebelling against mom and dad of, of not letting me leave there. So I had like about 1.8 GPA and just enough to basically pass, like a D, a D minus, just enough to pass, but not enough to really do anything more than that. When I finally found out this place called San Francisco, which I wanted to go to, I was trying to figure out all kinds of ways to escape from home in, in a safe way and make it out to San Francisco. And then um, I realized that I had to basically bargain with mom and dad and give them something that they wanted and exchange something that I wanted. So that's one of the few things I, I start realizing about uh, negotiation and bargaining. So the only thing I could offer them was an actual, a traditional Chinese kid who would actually do well in school <laughs> for once. I made a pact with them and I said, like, if you give me three years, well, two and a half years, uh, by the time it reached 15, if I can move my uh, my GPA from a 1.8 to a 4.0, perfect 4.0 from this point onward for the next two and a half years straight, if I can find a place to live there safely, like with an uncle and aunt, as the second part of the pack, and number three, if the school that I can that I want to go to, and that was Lowell High School out here, which was supposedly the, one of the hardest schools to go to, if they were going to accept me as a transfer student, if these three things I could accomplish in three years, then they would have to let me go out there. And I knew that they probably would say yes to this because they would do, they'll say yes to anything as long as I might even go up to above a 2.0, actually. But I also knew they were lying <laughs> because that's what they do. <laughs> so I told them, now I, I don't believe you guys, I love you guys, but I don't, I don't believe anything you guys ever promised me. <laughs> so um, there's a caveat to this. If I do all three things and you guys go back on your word, which I know you will, because that's who you guys are, then um, I will flunk out of school on purpose and fail and make sure I'd never graduate from high school because, and I really wouldn't worry about that because I'm already very close to flunking out right now at the 1.8. Um, and you will have to go through all your family reunions with the kid who never graduated from high school as a dropout. And that will be basically uh, how all the relatives will know you as. <laughs> and so that was my anchor against them. And so they said, fine, we'll, we'll take it. And I knew what they were basically, they were hoping I wouldn't get above a a 4.0, like just a 3.8 or something like that. So I worked really hard for the first time in my entire life, and I finally pulled myself up to a 4.0 consistently. Uh, I applied to the school. I got in. I got a transfer. And, of course, my uncle and aunt were basically very happy to let me live there because they didn't want me to live there so that my mom and my dad would be basically move out there as well, too. So with about two and a half years 
uh, all those things came to fruition. And um, mom and dad actually honored their promise and let me go. And that was basically, it was a really scary part of my life because it was the first time I actually faced the unknown, even though I worked so hard for it. But I, I, um, I think I made that decision and I talked to some friends and I decided to go for it with it. So I guess that was my first experience of understanding what it means to go against common wisdom or going against the odds and, and really sticking with it. And I guess in a, in a situation where you feel like you have nothing to lose, then the worst thing you can do is not try. So that was pretty much what I learned from that experience. example of when I persevered and um, succeeded. So my natural personality is a little bit shy, a little bit introverted. Um, You know, I was always very averse to speaking and talking. I absolutely abhor public speaking, or used to. Um, I was always the kid who never raised my hand in class, never um, volunteered for anything to do with talking or speaking. I used to sweat bullets when uh, in third grade when it came time to recite poetry in front of class. Um, so ever since then, I just, I just wasn't very comfortable with talking. And it came to the point where I realized that that's not something that you can avoid for the rest of your life because then you end up missing out on um, opportunities and really bits of life. And so I tried to tackle that by doing a lot of different things. I took speaking courses, acting courses, um, and that actually funnily enough led to um, pageants. Uh, But anyway, so, you know, my peers, my family, they didn't understand why I was doing all these things. They didn't understand what motivated me. Um, They just said that it was a waste of time why don't you go into something that's that you're more comfortable with? You could go into finance or or something where you sit behind a computer all day and don't really have to interact as much or really talk in front of groups. Um, but I still went ahead and, and was doing all these different things. So the result of all of those things is that, you know, I I don't know if you could really put, you could say that, it led to success. I don't really think you can measure success. I think that success at the end of the day is just being happy with yourself and um, doing all those things and practicing all those things definitely led me to a place where I'm more comfortable with myself, more comfortable uh, speaking with people and um, talking to people and just more comfortable in my body. So, so that's, that's an example of, um, an area where I persevered and, and still uh, work on. And um, I'm happy I did all those things. And I think it helped me get to where I am today. <laughs> 